Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by Cunningham Financial Group. John Cunningham is a friend of mine and a brother in Christ, and he can help you with financial decisions and future planning. He's been a big help to me and my family, and I commend him to you. You can reach him at 205-913-1720. I am so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Hey, welcome back. I really hope that you are doing well, and I'm prayerful that today's topic will be a benefit to you. I'm sure I've said this a hundred times, but I'm genuinely super excited about the idea that I want to share with you today. This concept of living with purpose, it's not new. We've talked about it in past episodes, and you know that leaning into activity is important. But I don't think I have ever before as clearly identified mission oriented, intentional living as the greatest tool at our disposal to fight the temptations of the devil. So I'm asking you today to go with me on a little journey through the scriptures where we look at the way that the devil seeks to tempt us, the tools that are in his box, how consistently he's used those same three things since the very beginning of time. We will talk briefly about how Jesus succeeded in the face of those temptations, whereas Adam in the very beginning did not. But I need to move you past that to something else. In Luke chapter 4, after Jesus faced down Satan and the devil fled from him, it is what Jesus did next that has created the greatest clarity for me on building a strategy for righteousness this year. And in a way that is certainly out of character for me, I'm going to give you the punchline Let the proverbial cat out of the bag at the very beginning of today's episode. You can know how the devil is working in your life. You can point at that thing and say, that's the devil. You can know how to respond to him. You can understand the truth of how to fight back. And in such, you will find yourself being successful, but not for long and not for the long haul. Hear me super clearly on this. When we are standing still, we are easy targets for the devil. You can repel what he's doing, but if you are not on the move, if you are not building, growing, planning, pursuing, or excelling, if you are still standing right there, just a Christian who goes to church, just a husband, in a family, just a guy who works for a company, if you stay standing in place, he will keep firing. Let me phrase it a little differently so we can bring some needed directionality to this discussion. If you are so focused on just being something, being someone, holding your ground, and you are not involved in the ongoing renovation of becoming someone, If you are not traveling the path of progress, the devil will show you alternate pathways. And you can reject them for a while. You can say, devil, that's not right. That pathway of immorality is wrong. That pathway of materialism doesn't work. But if you're still standing still, 
the devil will return to you over and over again. And he will say things like, Chris, I see you're not doing too much. Or maybe you're doing a lot, but you're not heading anywhere. Why don't you come try this for a while? I'm not taking you away from anything important, it seems. So come try out this new experience. Let's move towards something. And I believe that God has put it in every person, whether they are willing to accept it or not, whether they've been stuck in a lethargic state or not. God has put it in each one of us to want to become something more, to want to move, to progress, to grow. And if we have not identified and leaned into that proper momentum, the devil will keep giving us options until we take them. But on the other hand, the title today is Living With Purpose. And what I want to explore with you is if you are in ING mode, you are growing, planning, achieving, changing, leaning, and walking with purpose, with spiritual purpose, with peace, with gratitude, and with expectations, you have made the devil's job a whole lot harder. Number one, you're not standing still. You're on the move. He's got to catch up to you. Number two, when he offers you some alternate path, some sin that leaves the righteousness of God, it's not just a bad decision anymore. It's sabotage. It won't just be doing the wrong thing. It will be stopping the right thing, interrupting progress. And by nature, we don't like to do that. I want to backload this episode with as many practical examples as I can. But let me give you one or two proof of concept examples to show that an object in motion wants to stay in that motion. Have you ever had one of those fitness tracker watches? Summer and I get all of our hand-me-down Apple watches from my good buddy Scott Murph down in Crosby, Texas. And it's got this circle that records your 30 minutes of activity every day, which can be a big challenge for people to just start from nothing and move 30 minutes a day. And if you are the kind of person who either does it or doesn't do it, depending on the day, you probably usually don't do it. But have you ever gotten 10 or 20 of those rings filled in a row? Maybe you get to that point and you're like, I think I can do this 100 days in a row. And every day it gives you this cute little chime and vibration telling you how successful that you are. You are now on the move. You are moving in a direction every day. It's being recorded and you have created a streak. We all love streaks because they validate that this isn't just some flash in the pan. I'm on the move. Once the object, you, is now validated as heading somewhere, the probability that you will get 30 minutes of exercise tomorrow is through the roof. And you can even miss a day or two for this or that, but you see yourself as still documentedly doing something. Now, if you pass a bag of donuts or you see the couch, you are less likely to do that thing that you do not want to do. Not just because it isn't good for you, but because it would sabotage all of that progress that you are presently making. Making, I-N-G leaning into something. What I'm saying is, when you are living with purpose like that, achieving small daily goals, accumulating a record of progress, those distractions have to work a lot harder 
to get your attention. Let me share this with you in another way. I preached a meeting last year on morality versus immorality, and one of the men there confessed that he was really struggling with pornography that he had for much of his adult life. He has this beautiful family, and he feels like he's letting them down. So I asked him to start journaling just a little bit every day. And every morning, right at the top of that journal, in a day one. And tomorrow morning, right, in a day two. And just keep it going to remind yourself every day that you are becoming someone who says, never again. This will completely transform the way you see the temptation of the devil. Because before it was like, hey, it's Tuesday. I don't know if I'm becoming better at this or worse at this. I don't know if I figured out the secret or not. Let's just see what happens. No direction, no hope, no progress. The devil fires the arrow. It hits you almost every time. But now there is an extra level. Because now it isn't just committing that sin. It is breaking a streak of progress. I am becoming the kind of person who will never again do this. And I'm on day 17. I am living with purpose on this issue. Day after day. And I will not let the devil sabotage it. By the way, I've been in contact with that guy since late last year. He had a long streak. He made a mistake. But he was still moving. So he went right back to it. And as of recently, he is becoming a new man. And there's nothing the devil can do about it. All right, so I hope those two examples help you see a little bit of where we're going. Let me back up and walk you through my study over the last two weeks and then end with some practical examples. I was reading in 1 John chapter 2. You know this text. It tells you exactly where the devil is coming from. He does not have any new tricks. He uses the lust of the eyes. See that thing? Everybody says you should have it. Everybody else loves it. You need to go after it. He uses the lust of the flesh. This will feel good. It will feel good to your body, and you need to experience it. Or thirdly, the boastful pride of life. You deserve this. You've been through a lot. God won't mind. This can be about you. I'm sure you are familiar with those three approaches, either by virtue of your own Bible study or by the very act of living itself. And how old are these tricks? As old as it gets. Adam and Eve in the garden. God came in first. He made two people. He blessed them immensely. He gave them a tremendous amount of liberties, but he also created something alluring to the eye and flesh and told them not to eat it. God wanted them to choose him, even when they had other options. And in comes the devil. Lust of the eyes. Doesn't that fruit look amazing? Lust of the flesh. Won't it taste incredible? And then his big lie related to the boastful pride of life. You surely will not die. In fact, you will be as smart as God. And they failed. Eve and the first Adam succumbed to the temptation, as have so many since. But then came the second Adam, Jesus, the Son of God. And in Luke chapter 4, he is out in the wilderness, led there by God, by the Spirit, to walk without eating for 40 days. He was very hungry, and in came the devil. This was the devil's one bestest shot to ruin everything, but he was by no means creative. He told Jesus, why don't you turn this rock to bread, lust of the flesh? Aren't you hungry? 
he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and offered them to Jesus. The lust of the eyes. Don't you see something that you like? And then ultimately, he asked Jesus if he would throw himself off the peak of the temple and have God catch him, since he is so valuable, the boastful pride of life. And of course, Jesus was able to fend him off all three times. Why was he able to do that? Well, the thing most evidenced in the text is not just that Jesus could quote scripture, but that he understood scripture and he understood things about God. And we would do well to spend some time making sure we understand those same things. I cannot turn this rock to bread because I don't live for that stuff. I live for the God of heaven. I cannot accept those kingdoms, Satan, and serve you because I serve God and God alone. And I cannot toss myself off of this temple top just to prove how great I am. I don't test God. God tests me. And maybe one day we'll do an episode on that because understanding those three things makes a huge difference. But I want you to see something else today. Once the devil left Jesus, Jesus went to the synagogue and read from the book of Isaiah. He read about how God had planned a favorable year, a year of redemption, how those who had been oppressed would be redeemed. And Jesus basically tells them, that is my mission. I am here to do that work. I am leaning into that work. I am growing in it. I am pursuing it. And I am completing it. I-N-G words. I'm on a mission. He knew why he was alive. And he had a specific purpose to fulfill. And I'm convinced that that is what put him over the top with the devil. It's not just, Satan, that what you are tempting me to do is wrong. It's that I am here to do something else, and I'm doing it, and I'm devoting every day to it, and I can't fall in line with your temptations because they take me away from the path that I'm on. Jesus was not standing still. He was not an easy target. He couldn't look at the path you are showing him because he's already traveling one. And I really want you to think about that today. When we go back to 1 John chapter 3, where it talks about how children of God live for God, and we're not enamored by those three temptations of the devil, and we don't practice them, it goes on to explain that we are living with purpose. We are living to love God, to serve Him, and to show gratitude to Him, and we are living to love one another. Devil, I can't travel your selfish road. I'm focused on helping other people. For me to do what you want me to do would not only hurt myself in this moment, but it would sabotage who I am trying to become for the people that God has put in my life. So here's what I want to do with you. I don't just want to ask you, do you know how the devil is working? Can you identify his ways? Do you understand the things that Jesus said? I want to know, are you living with purpose? Where are you heading in your walk with God? What are you becoming? How are you growing? What are the checkpoints every day for the journey that you are on? Let me give you a super simple example. Here's someone who is a member of a local church, but they don't always attend. And when they attend, they're not super involved, and there's always reasons for it. Ultimately, it's because the devil doesn't really have that hard of a time leading them in another direction. Give them something that allures their eyes, and they'll do that instead. Give them something that they may want for their flesh, be it rest or some indulgence, and they'll go ahead and try it. Make it some boastful pride of life, like your son is the all-star pitcher for a Sunday morning ball game, and they're gone. And yeah, 
they're failing because they don't understand that that's the devil at work. But I think from now on, when I sit down with people like that, I'm not going to ask them, do you think that was a sin, and do you think you should have done that? I'm going to ask them, what is your purpose in Christ church? What are you growing in? What are you striving to do? How are you seeking to be helpful and influential among God's people here? Tell me about your purpose and what it means to make progress and what it would feel like to live a life like that where you could instantly answer the question, here is my part in the body of Christ and here is how I have been working towards it. Now all of a sudden, everything the devil tries is a lot more hollow. Hey, you want to miss services for some ball game? Hey, you're pretty tired tonight. Why don't you just hang out at home? It won't just be a bad decision. It will be all-out sabotage on the mission that you've chosen and the person you are becoming. The devil can't stop someone who is passionate about their direction. But as I've said in so many podcasts, everybody wants to get better, but very few people know what better looks like. Those people are not growing, and they are not equipped to fight the devil. Because while they may be a Christian or in a godly home or a good church or at a good job, they are not striving to build something. And the devil is super great at drawing the attention of idle hands. I believe that this clarity towards mission orientation is the solution to so many problems. Look at something like finances. Maybe your finances at home are way out of whack, you're in debt, you're always behind, And every day, you know you should probably make this choice instead of that one, and maybe you do pretty well for a little while, but you're not really building towards anything. There's not some laid-out plan. You can't see the rungs coming together, so the devil just catches you at a time when you don't really know where this is all going, and all of a sudden, Amazon boxes show up every day for a month. But what if you had a budget? What if you had a giving goal? What if you had a hospitality goal, a debt paydown goal, and you could track your progress and you were building towards something and you were becoming someone else? You would know exactly why to say no to those temptations. Living with purpose can help us in so many ways. I'll just speak for myself. I feel like as a husband and a father, I am a different man than I was not too many months or years ago. The devil still tries all of his same stuff, But I'm not just a husband and father trying not to do the wrong thing. I am purposefully and daily trying to build a better marriage, a stronger home, with greater faith. And I cannot let the devil's dumb tricks get in the way of that. So if you're looking for more success against the tools of the devil, become a moving target and start living with purpose. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. And if you're just in search of deeper Bible study or you want to share the message of Jesus with the children in your life, remember to go to creationtorevelation.com. This wonderful company run by Christians provides beautiful illustrations of scripture from beginning to end, putting the spotlight on Jesus. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, excel still more.